Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for July 27, 2023. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you, guys, so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. And I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime on Wednesday nights, the negative one who hates CM Punk, 
and AEW, and he may hate Orange Cassidy for all I fucking know. The Shot Town Smart. Jesse, what's going on, man? What is going on? I thought this was a banger of a show. Oh, Five man, show. we're going to talk about the greatest Woo! dynamite of all time, bro. Tony Khan did it Woo! again, man. Holy shit. Man, what are we? Man, who? Bro, did you see my man Gravity out there? Oh, my God, man. Gravity. Ah, Jesus fucking Christ. Man, I was blown away. Blown away by Gravity. Man, I hope they sign him to a multi-year deal after tonight. Bro, sometimes you just got to defy gravity, man. Holy shit, man. He performed better than Pac out there. Holy shit. Woo! I can't wait to get into it. Wow, man. AR Fox, man. The Mogul Embassy, man. They look, man. They're rivaling the bloodline on Friday night, man. Holy shit by adding AR Fox, man. What'd you think of that one? Oh, I, I got to control my emotions, bro. I know. That's, it's fucking crazy, man. I'm exploding with excitement, man. What about Orange Cassidy, man? Orange Cassidy, greater than Roman Reigns and his Universal so, Championship title run, bro. When I, started the, when I started tonight's show, I started watching it. I was saying, man... After last week's Dynamite, they got to come out hot. They got to come out and rebound. They got to come out and do it again. I'm hoping they start off with an Orange Cassidy title match. Yeah, but man. Sure enough, there we go. Mr. Wednesday Night OC, man. Holy shit. Listen, all joking aside, this was a very, very mid-middle-of-the-road Dynamite. And Jesse and I are being very, very sarcastic uh, I, I didn't really like anything about this show outside of a Swerve and Darby match that really I don't even know what it does going into All In. I'm sure it will lead to something going into All In, and that's where I want to start, Jesse. Tony Khan, I'm sure, has a, a fucking laboratory, and he's cooking something up. I, I don't know what he's got in the oven. I don't know what he's got on the burner. But Jesus Christ, man, you and I will be in London together Causing havoc in about a month, literally a month, and there's not one fucking match announced for this show. Now I have a pro- I have a problem, you know. And some people may look at it. Oh well, why don't you be patient, man? Listen, I have a problem with pro wrestling promoters. This, this is not, you know, something that I'm aiming at Tony Khan because I disapprove of how he's running the fucking company. But it's seemingly a it's a it's a pro wrestling thing, bro. Not only with AEW, but WWE as well. They sell 40, 50, upwards towards 80,000 for this fucking show. SummerSlam's got almost 50,000 people in Fourfield. Look how long it took WWE to announce a match for SummerSlam. Legitimately, outside of Cody and Brock, which we all knew was coming, they didn't announce a match until basically last week. We got four weeks left to go, bro. Where the fuck is the announcement for a single match at All Out? Now, I know we're looking at Adam Cole and MJF. But, I mean, you can't hold us to that going into Saturday with not one fucking match announced for this show, man. What is going on over here? Bro, I think you're just overthinking it. You're just supposed to be happy just to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. I'm happy that we paid good money for decent seats and we're going to be fucking sitting there with no fucking matches announced. Man, we can just take in the ambiance, man, and enjoy... Can't you just enjoy it for what it's worth? Man, I hate flying. If I oh. if I have to stay grounded, bro, I'll stay grounded. I'm flying over there for what? What what am I flying over there for? To see history. To have a fucking beer, to have a Newcastle brown ale in some fucking run-down pub that's been up since 1777 
The fuck do I need to go over there to drink a cold beverage, man? I got a bar stocked in the basement. My mother's basement, by the way. Yeah. You all know my mother's basement. I mean, come on, man. There's no, there's no better place to drink. But you guys get my point. What the fuck? What are we doing? Bro, think about it this way. At least we get a women's match to write home about tonight. Oh, God. Hi, Brett. Hey, a rough night at the office, Brett. Listen, you can't, you can't, you can't have a great night at the office every night, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, man. She got a little feisty in there, though, man. She got a little feisty in there with Ty. We'll talk about that a little later. But hi, Brett. Hope I hope everything is well. Really. I thought the women's division was represented phenomenally. How many women's champions do we have? Uh, apparently, by my watch, one. We have two belts. What, what do you mean? Well, I, I don't know. Where's, uh, where's, your, where's your gal, Statlander, bro? It's like she's uh, unemployed. Statlander? Where's, where's, uh, who's the other champion? Where's Tony Storm? Oh, Tony Storm. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Now, one fucking match. I mean, it's getting to a point where, where you're going to be begging me for fucking Goldberg. At least some fucking excitement's going to be leading to the show. I mean, holy shit. I think you're being generous by calling that a match. <laughs> Listen, but, man, pro wrestling promoters, man, they're getting, they get ahead of themselves. Ha, 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 I sold 60000 Ha, 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 I sold 80000 for this show. And then they feel like they don't need to announce a match because they have our money. That's a problem, man. That's not really showing respect back to the fans. Now, I get he's got something cooking up. I'm sure he's got a fucking card already ready to go. But that doesn't mean we deserve it. Three weeks out before the fucking show, man. This shit should have been announced as soon as that last show ended. We should have got something of a fucking match, uh, a match announcement, or or or, or something, uh, a main event, something. Like well, what are we wait, what are we waiting for? Think about it this way: when he gives us that all-in card, it's gonna hit us so hard. It's gonna fill our appetite so much that we won't need another pay-per-view. For God knows how long. When's the next pay-per-view after All In? Uh, by my watch, a week. Seven days following that show, man. Right in your hometown, right in your backyard, man. Chicago. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm, I don't know what to say, man. I'm sorry, TK. I'm trying here, bro. This is, this is, I don't know, man. Oh my God! It's it's a problem. It really it really is a problem. And, you know, all joking aside, you know we we can't be going into this type of show and feeling this empty. Like I get you want to make a spectacle out of it. It's going to be a spectacle. The meaning of the show, the background of the show, it's the reason why the company exists. And you know the young bucks and Cody bet on themselves over a Meltzer fucking tweet. We get it. But three weeks, man, after that, we got three dynamites left to go after tonight. Not one single fucking match enough. Now, we're going into Saturday night. I can't wait for Collision. This show is a fucking top-to-bottom banger. I'm looking forward to this tag team match more than anything in the entire month of July, this this tag team title match. I, I get that we may get Adam Cole and MJF coming out of this. But, man, there's so many questions. What is CM Punk doing at the show? Who is he going to be wrestling What's going on with the tag team titles after this match on Saturday night? 
What's going to happen with everybody else on the show? The Orange Cassidy and the International Championship. What about the women? The women are fucking ice cold going into the shit. It's going to feel like you're just throwing the women on the show just to get the women on the show again and everything else. You know, what's Darby going to be doing? Where's Miro? Where's the House of Black? What's going on with Jericho? What about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, Adam Page? What like? I mean, I'm sure you and I can guess a card. But it's not our job to guess. It's their job to give it, and they haven't. Man, you want to know what I'm going to be doing to come collision this Saturday? You're going to be spending time with your family. No, absolutely not. Saturday is all about pro wrestling for me this weekend, bro. Oh, there you go. And I'll be at the Impact tapings here in Chicago. So you're not going to be watching collision with me and doing the stream with me on Saturday night? I'll be at the Impact tapings. Live, front row. You will see me front row at next week's Impact show. <laughs> front row. Front, oh, me and, me and, me and oh. Clucky. I'll be sitting right there front row. <laughs> oh, man. I got I to gotta re- reach it to Sammy Callahan's DMs, bro, and have him... Have him waiting there with a fucking barbed wire baseball bat, man. Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Front row. I gotta be, uh, I'm dumped. He dumped me for impact. You believe this guy? Oh, God. Impact, baby. Jesus Lies. Christ. That's hey, you right. And, uh, what, what's, the, uh, what, what's the amount of tickets sold over there, bro? Three and a half? It's a sold-out card, bro. Uh, uh, so, 16. Okay. Sold-out <laughs> crowd. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Listen, man, Impact's, Impact's doing their thing, man. I just joke around. Um, I don't know, man. This show tonight, it was uh, it was very mid. MJF and Adam Cole, probably the best segment of the entire show. Uh, with FTR as well, they built that match better than anything. They built that match better than anything that they're building for the fucking pay-per-view, really. Um, everything else on this show, I could not give a single shit about, bro. Honestly. We had a great match with Swerve and Darby. Great match. Can't really find it uh, in my heart to care about A.R. Fox joining the Mogul Embassy. And then the triple threat tag team match. I don't know what that is leading to. Apparently Orange Cassidy and John Moxley now. I mean, just so random, bro. It's almost, it's almost as if coming out of blood and guts, they just completely gave you all new storylines. It's like, what are, we, what are we doing? Like nothing no, it, really hit on this show. No, it feels like, you know, remember when you were in high school... And you had like a big paper to do or a big, you know, a big project to work on. And the teacher gave you two weeks to get it done. And you forgot about it till the morning of. And you just put something together and turned it in. That's what we got. Tonight's show was just thrown together and turned in with nothing, no thought behind it. You just forgot about it till the last minute. Basically. Basically. That's what it felt like. Did you like anything from tonight's show? I liked everything from tonight's show. Your audience is not getting me tonight, man. I thought they have was... to get they have to get the real you here, bro. I they don't like the real me. Well, I don't give a fuck if they don't like the real you. <laughs> I like the real you. That's all that matters. They like sheep. Your fans like they they want to hear people to tell them what they want to hear. That's bah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Why isn't he saying what I think? That guy's stupid. You know, it's, but I mean, I, look, 
I enjoyed see. I, I I think Swerve was about the only thing I I enjoyed seeing tonight. To be honest, you know, if if we're gonna have AR Fox join a faction, how about put him in a faction people give a shit about? That'll help get him over. No. Uh, maybe I, I listen, man. I don't know what we're doing with the Mogul Embassy. I don't even know if they're they, are they still an impact? Oh, impact? You got me talking about impact. Are they still a Ring of Honor? Sorry, Impact. I'm comparing you not to Ring of Honor. Um, are they a Ring of Honor group? Are they a Dynamite group? I mean, I, I don't. Know. Where are they operating out of? Aren't they the, the who who? Like, where are they? I don't. I I don't know. Now we got I Big Bill. We got Big Bill teaming with Brian Cage. Who Brian Cage is in the Mogul Embassy? I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm in one of those complaining, ranty moods tonight. You know, I'm sorry if you're an AEW elitist and you come over here. Oh, but isn't JD an AEW shill? Oh, you could put that narrative to bed. I mean, I didn't yeah. like. I didn't like uh, fucking eighty percent of the show tonight, especially coming out no. of Blood and Guts, which I thought was the most complete dynamite of the entire fucking year. Great show, bro. Let's talk about something that we all care about. Did you do your Nightfall this week yet? Uh, no, I fi- do. I, I finished my nightfalls literally in the first two weeks that they released, bro. I'm done. The light blade. I need a light blade completion. What? What? What is a light blade? The light blade isn't even a fucking nightfall this this season. It's a nightfall tonight, homie. What are you talking about? It's nightfall this week. Was it? I must have finished that. The one. I, that that, that might have been the first one that I did. Then I don't. I, I don't light. remember. The light blade is oh, tonight. Yeah. Good luck it's... on that, partner. I'm not doing that shit again. Fucking oh. one, one time's enough for me, man. Oh. Holy shit. Damn it, I gotta finish it, man. Come on, man. You gotta be kidding me. Light Blade? That's not yep. even the worst strike in the fucking game anymore. It's not? Oh, no. that's because they made those they battle fucking, fucking battleground shit, bro. Holy yeah. shit. Jeez. I did that once and I put the fucking controller away for the rest of the week, man. You ain't getting <laughs> me with don't. that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got this rocket launcher behind the fucking uh, rewards in that week's nightfall. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, it, it it's 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 doable. It's easy till you get to the boss stage. That that shit is ridiculous, man. Anyway, we're we're gonna get into the dynamite show tonight. Oh, dynamite. Yes, yeah, we we do have a review to do. Uh, we we apologize, man. We're ranting and uh, going all over the place. Uh, tonight show sponsored by DraftKings. Go check out the link that I pinned in the chat. DraftKings. Download the app. Use my promo code JD from NY. You guys this weekend bet $5 on anything regarding UFC 291. $5 in bets, you're going to get $150 back in bonus bets. We'll talk about my friends over at DraftKings a little bit later, but please go and check them out because the more you hook yourself up with DraftKings using my code, the better off that uh, I will be and they will be and they are going to want to be a part of the OTS family uh, more and more and more. Please follow us on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. You guys can follow Jesse on Twitter as well at Chi-Town Smart, YouTube as well. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Andrew Baydala and myself were live last night for Tuesday Night Titans episode number six. Lots of great discussion coming out of there as always. And everything else that you might have missed on the channel. Monday Night Raw review. Uh, I will be live with Friday Night SmackDown, AEW Collision. So we still got uh, a little bit to go this week. So go check all that stuff out if you missed anything this week. And as always, I appreciate you guys joining me. Super chats are always appreciated. Memberships are always appreciated. Get those on in and hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 1,000 likes. The more you hit that thumbs up, 
the better off the podcast will perform. And if you guys want to leave a comment when this video is published, man, I don't give a shit what you leave down there, man. Tell me you fucking can't stand me. Leave an emoji. Leave me something that you liked or didn't like about the show. Everything, every little bit helps. So go and do that for me right here on the show. And finally, uh, I'm looking for a new podcast home for the audio side of things. I'm no longer with Blue Wire. So if you guys want to go and uh, check out the audio stuff, it's still up. But I'm finding a new home for the podcast very, very soon. So if you want to show some love to the audio side of things, it's on iTunes, Spotify, uh, and all other major audio platforms as well. So go and share the audio side of things and show them some love, man. Show the uh, audio peeps some love. Leave me a five-star rating on iTunes if you really want to help me out. Everything, every little bit helps, man. Appreciate you guys very, very much. Let's get into this show, man. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? What, what are you thinking about? Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. When Jack Perry won that FTW title and you said to yourself, you said, self, this guy is on an upward trajectory. He just won his first singles titles. They're going to do big things with him. Who was the first feud you had him booked for? Man, I had him booked going up against uh, Jerry Lynn, actually. There you go. Uh, listen, man, I wish I could play the fucking lottery and be that lucky, man. Holy shit. There you go. I was yeah. hoping for a Jerry Lynn feud. And God damn it, we got it. Let's do this, man. Let's go. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there with Jack Perry. Jack Perry actually uh, sounded a little bit more comfortable on the microphone. Uh, as far as his heel work is concerned. Bro, we start Dynamite, man. I'll give you one guess as uh, to who started Dynamite tonight, man. Was it uh, John Moxley? Was it uh, Claudia? Was it Pac? Maybe we got some Darby to open up, man. Who do you think started Dynamite tonight? Um, I hope we got an Orange Cassidy match with Tez trying to cover up for Orange's antics by saying it's mind games. Yes. Okay. Is that what we got? Oh, yeah, man, that's exactly that's exactly what we got, bro. Woo! That's exactly Amazing. what we got. Uh, a little news and note, bro. Let me get your opinion on this. Drew and I talked about this last night on Tuesday night. I'm all for it. I think uh, Orange Cassidy is one of the more trusted uh, members of that locker room, and he's a TK favorite. Orange Cassidy now is uh, taking on some producing backstage, bro. He's a little bit of a producer backstage. You put him in that role as well as an on-air talent. What do you think about Orange Cassidy being a producer on the AEW side of things backstage? I think if Orange Cassidy is producing matches backstage, then he can't be in the ring opening the show every week. I'm all for it. Do you think he's got a good mindset as far as what he could bring to the table there as far as a producer? I, I feel like a trusted person like that on Tony Khan's team is going to be something that goes a long way for AEW. I feel like, oh, let's get to this bomb. Look at this. Yeah, let me, uh, where's my, uh, where are you guys? Why are you so silent? Man? There you go. Oh, my goodness. This guy over here, man, Angel Alaga, with a $100 super chat. So happy to be back. Had to take care of my dad. He wasn't doing too well, and now he is better. Thank God, Angel. Always love you and Jesse's streams on Wednesday and TNT on Tuesday is a must-watch. Angel, thank you so much for returning to the OTS venue, brother. Really, really appreciate you, and thank you for being here. Thank you for your generosity, man. That's 50%. Uh, he, uh, yes, he did mention you, sadly. Yes. yes. I just wanted to clarify that. Now, 
I think back to Orange Cassidy being a producer, and there's nothing against against Orange Cassidy. I think between guys like Chris Jericho, guys like Jake the Snake Roberts, guys like Sting, guys like Jerry Lynn, guys like Mark Henry, guys like Tez, we don't need Orange Cassidy to produce. Not saying there's something wrong with that. I'm just saying if Orange's talents right now are in the ring, then that's great. They're in the ring. I think they have a slew of seasoned veterans whose accolades and resumes would far, far supersede Orange Cassidy's. Paul White. It's almost like they're setting him up for when he drops this title, he's not going to really be doing much else after the title. Christian Cage. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy. It is a little weird. It, it, It was a little bit of a weird story. I'm like, of all the guys now? Of all the people. That's like trying to sign Nick Aldis to make him a fucking producer. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you could look at it that way. I mean, why? Why but would I'm you sure, take I'm him sure away T- from what I'm he's sure doing? I'm sure TK would, pu- would, would push. Uh, bush. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure TK would push Orange Cassidy better than WWE would push Nick Aldis. Yeah. So, like, what's, what's, the, I mean, what's the point? Man? I mean, why are we trying to put Orange Cassidy as a producer? Why are we trying to put Nick Aldis as a producer? What are we doing? Nick Aldis should not be serving hot dogs in concessions, bro. No. And Orange Cassidy, how old is Orange Cassidy? 37, 38 years old? I mean, he's not some spring chicken. He's not a youngster. 39. 39? I mean, maybe maybe he is kind of thinking, you know what? I don't really have much longer to do this. I don't want to do this much after this title reign is over. Maybe he's setting himself up for what he wants to do after he retires. I don't know. 39 is only old in, in Vince McMahon's eyes. Oh, yes. I, I'm not saying that he's that he's old. I'm just saying, you know, who knows? I mean, he is a veteran. How many years he's got on that body? 30, uh, he's 39 years old, 16, 17 years. He's not he's not a fucking rookie. But he's he, at the same time. He's also literally in the prime of his career. Yeah. And he's probably, you know, not to take anything away from MJF because MJF is tremendous. But you, know, you look at Orange Cassidy's title reign and maybe the best title reign in the entire fucking company right now. It is their inter, it is their intercontinental championship. It's not as prestigious. It's, it's not you know he's not on the same path as Gunther, but it's got some it's it's got some it's got some fairly fairly um, decent matches behind it. Most of them 90 percent of them have opened dynamite, but they've had no story behind them. No, they've been they've been all wrestling. Oh, look, I'm not saying every title run needs to be 50-50 wrestling story. But my God, man, it can't be 85-15. You know, there, there needs to be more story behind this, especially at if least, getting something wrestling heavy. At least we're at a point where, you know, the reign has gone on so long that when he loses the championship, I do think we're at a point right now that whoever beats him is going to benefit tremendously from it. Now, my my question regarding anything is whoever beats him, what's going to happen to that person? Because the way Orange Cassidy is... The way Orange Cassidy is beloved by Tony Khan, I don't think that the next person is going to be treated the same way that Orange Cassidy was treated. And that's just a fact. So whoever wins this championship, are they really going to benefit? Because it's all in the creative. And I don't think Tony Khan's going to have the fucking juice to book whoever beats Orange Cassidy for this international championship. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who's going to open the show for the next six months, man. 
He may still open the fucking show without the title. That's, Who knows? I mean, you know, just as WCW that, Nitro used to open up Nitro with the cruiserweights. Now we got uh, fucking Dynamite with Orange Cassidy. This is his uh, his Nitro. Yeah, you know? that is that is that is the that is the biggest piece of long long term storytelling I can get from this title right now. Is that if you're the champion, you get to open the show. That that's what it feels like. You open the show with a title match. Yeah. So we got this match with AR Fox. The reason why this match came about is because Darby Allen, he was talking about AR Fox and he talked about Fox's work ethic and how Fox offered him a place to live. And basically this came at the behest of Darby Allen. Darby Allen told Orange Cassidy, listen, why don't you give my guy AR Fox a championship match? And Orange Cassidy was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. Whatever you want me to do. I'll, I'll defend the title. So we got this match to open the show and we'll pick it up after the commercial break. So... We got a back-and-forth battle of cutters. Orange Cassidy and A.R. Fox, a battle of cutters. And he did hit one did A.R. Fox, leaving Cassidy on the mat. Cassidy then worked Fox from the apron. Fox countered, and Cassidy rolled out. Fox hit a dive to the outside, tossed Orange Cassidy back into the ring, hit a senton, goes for recovery, gets a two-count. Cassidy was then able to hit a big DDT, a satellite DDT, and then a beach break. For a very close near fall. Cassidy went for the orange punch. Fox countered and put Cassidy on the top rope. He's seated up on the top rope. Fox hit a superplex. He goes for a quick cover, gets a two count. Fox then goes back up top. Orange Cassidy rolled away, though. So Fox chased and hit a senton on the apron. And then a DDT for a near fall on Orange Cassidy in the ring. Fox tried for a 450. Cassidy dodged, applied a roll-up pin. And then the mousetrap transitions into his mousetrap pin for the one, two, three. He gets the victory over A.R. Fox. Very good match. I mean, it's not going to really be talked about after tonight. It was a a decent opening match. Crowd was into it. It got the show started off on on, on the right foot. And Orange Cassidy retains the championship for the 27th time, the international championship. So that's that. So Cassidy embraced Fox at the end of the match, Jesse, and he gave him his glasses. He puts the glasses on. Orange Cassidy turns his back, starts celebrating to the crowd. AR Fox takes the glasses off, breaks the glasses, throws them at Orange Cassidy, and then basically uh, beats him down at the end of the match and turned on Orange Cassidy. He walks away from this, and he's shocked at what he did. It was almost, it it reminded me of Bob Backlund going in and out from his fucking demented uh, attitude. One minute he's angry, the next minute he's just fucking, I don't believe what I just did. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, what did I do? He's walking away and then outruns Darby Allen, shoving him. What, what is this? What type of man are you? Why would you do this? Asking him all these questions, interrogating him in the aisleway, and Aaron Fox just walks away. So that's the way this segment came to a close. So, you know, they got this started off. AR Fox now is... Uh, kind of teetering on what he wants to do. The jealousy was there. He lost the match. He let his emotions get the best of him. You're watching this, Jesse. What do you feel about this? I mean, it was an opening match with nothing behind it, and then you want me to care about the closing angle when we had nothing going into this thing. It's very difficult for a viewer to get invested here or Tony Khan asking the viewer to get invested here when there was nothing behind this match to begin with. I like A.R. Fox. I do. I think he's fantastic. Right. That's it. 
I mean, I mean, tell us when we're I lying, give, I don't folks. give a shit. Tell us when we're lying. I mean, I you know, if this was shit. WWE television, we'd be fucking going at them harder because this is the norm over there. But I mean, when AEW does it, I mean, you, you might not think we are going as hard on them as we would WWE. But at the end of the day, it wasn't good. It's not good. I got questions. I got yeah. reservations. Like, how could you ask me, legitimately, how could you ask me to care about this when the match was legitimately made on Friday? I don't give a shit, man. Who cares? Who cares? I, I do not give a single shit. I do not. There's nothing about it. There's nothing, there's nothing there. AR Fox, how, how, many, how many weeks has he been off television? Where has he been? Now you all of a sudden you want to trot him back out on Dynamite after what? Three months being away? Where was he? On Ring of Honor? Who the fuck watches Ring of Honor? Don't give a shit. You know I you know who I care about? Serena D. Mercedes Martinez. I mean, good luck with that, bro. I don't know where the fuck they are. They may be gone. I mean, they may have retired. Uh, uh, Red Velvet. Who? That's who I give a bro, shit listen, about. Bro, listen, Chris, man, Chris I, don't, I don't like I don't like sweets, bro. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that uh, enjoys cake. I like aliens, bro. And we may have aliens, bro. I think they basically admitted that the government is holding <laughs> non-human bodies somewhere. Bro, today. the government admitting that they are holding on to aliens is like WWE admitting that Vince yeah, fucking is break, bro. It's all cinema. Really? What are we going to have? Fucking War of the Worlds over here on Earth now? Give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> aliens. Fucking bullshit. There's another, another distraction. From everything else that's going on. Obama's fucking chef drowns in a fucking lake or a pond. <laughs> and then we got fucking dying. we got we got fucking aliens. Let me distract from that story. Fuck out of here. Ridiculous. <laughs> Hologram knows. My guy Hologram, he knows, man. Listen, man. Uh back to reality here. Um, I don't give a shit. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Do we do we got Darby? Do we got Darby and all of this now kind of leading into something with all of this leading into all out? Uh, 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 I mean, it's kind of it's kind of beneath Darby to be mingling with AR Fox going into all out, bro. It's not really what I envisioned, to be quite honest with you. I like I, I like how I do like the evolution of things of how we use Sting to get Darby over. And then Darby is so over that he's now um, able to help get other young talent over. I do appreciate that, but let's stick to one guy at a time. Isn't Darby trying to get this uh, Wayne guy over, Nick Wayne? Yeah. 
Let's 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 give Darby one protege at a time. Now we're gonna settle him with AR Fox too. One thing at a time. Bro, we looking at are we looking at Darby and Nick Wayne versus Swerve and AR Fox at all in? I mean, where's Keith Lee? What are we oh, doing with Keith Lee, man? Did we tie up Keith Lee and Swerve or did we drop that again for the fucking umpteenth time? Do not give a shit. If they if they want to put Darby with Nick Wayne, okay. If they want to make them an actual legitimate tag team with Sting as the manager, have them go for the tag team titles, okay. I yep. like that. I like that. But the way we're getting it and the direction they're going so far, I just don't care about it. I don't care. I, I don't know, man. Very, very lackluster. We got four weeks to go before All In, and you got two major players here in Swerve and Darby. We got huge question marks hanging over their head about where they're going into all in. I don't know. You would figure with talents like this that they would have a solid path going into Wembley Stadium, and they don't. No. no. Renee was backstage with Chris Jericho and Don Callis. Don said that he set up a tag team match with Takeshita as a way to sell him on joining the Callis family. His opponent would be Sammy Guevara. And Daniel Garcia. Now, I was foolishly hoping that he would say Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. That may be at all in. I don't know. But Jericho agreed to the match. Callis then revealed a painting of them from 1995 in the style of Don and Kenny Omega's painting. So uh, this was very uh, artistic by Don Callis. He got this, this painting done for Chris Jericho as a way to bribe him and kind of manipulate him and lure him into the Callis family. I'm still very interested in seeing where this goes because you got the Jericho Appreciation Society clearly wanting Jericho to make a decision, and the big question was raised. You asked us to appreciate you, Chris, and you have done nothing to appreciate us. So it's it's definitely intriguing here, Jesse. I'm, this is one of the few things on AEW television that I'm actually intrigued by going into All In and being that Callis is working... Uh, a program with Kenny Omega still. I don't think that's going anywhere. And for all in at uh, Wembley in front of 80,000, I just kind of sense that Tony Khan is going to give us a Jericho Omega kind of pairing again going into all in now that Callis is working with Jericho and Omega. And I just feel like that Alpha Omega feud that was in New Japan and how how big of a turning point that match was kind of being revitalized here for all in. What do you think? That that actually does come off as a little interesting. Yeah. Now that, it's not that, it's not granted. It's not what we want with punk and the elite and fucking, yeah. you know, CMFTR, but I mean, if we're not gonna get that match, we gotta start booking all this shit around, you know, the possibility of that not happening. Yeah, but I, I so to, to answer the people in the chat and, and some of the, the Twitter stuff I've been seeing about Keith Lee and, and them finishing Keith Lee and Swerve, let me ask you something, JD. Yep. Has has Brock come out and explained as to why he attacked Cody? Absolutely not. It's four and a half months now. Nothing. All right. Do you give a shit at this point? About what? The match? No. So that's exactly why I don't give a shit about Swerve and Keith Lee wrapping up their feud. At, at this point, I don't care anymore. It, I just don't care anymore. If they turn back to it and, and, and try to book it right now, now my question is, well, what took so fucking long? I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore now. 
Yeah, they waited so long. Why, 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 why are you going to do it now when nobody gives a fuck? I mean, it, 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 it would probably end up being a good match, but what would it mean in the grand scheme of things? You've stopped and started, stopped and started. How many times now? I, I don't care. So, so, so that's why when we were talking about, you know, Swerve and everything else, and what about Keith Lee? Don't give a shit anymore. They don't care, so I, I stopped caring now. So they, they moved on. I'm moving on. I don't care anymore, dude. So that's all right. Tell her. We're moving in a different direction. Obviously, Nick Wayne is the flavor of the month here. I'm sure he's going to be getting a match at All In. Swerve and Darby probably going to be paired together at All In. It looks like that's where they're going with that. But I could see this happening with Jericho and Omega, too. Um, I don't mind that. I think uh, Omega and Jericho, obviously, I think that would be a... Listen, as long as it's in the tag team element, I'm fine with that. I don't want to see a one-on-one match or because Jericho is possibly linked up with Callis and the Callis family. But yeah, Takeshita in there and get Takeshita and Omega in a match together. Uh, listen, uh, I'll take that any which way you want to give it to me. Plus, Kota Ibushi, uh, I'm figuring that after Blood and Guts, this is not going to be, this is not going to be his only appearance. Uh, I think we still get some sort of the Golden Lovers on TV. I think using Kota Ibushi for all in uh, is, is the smart thing to do if you're Tony Khan. So I see that really going in that direction. I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mega, mega match. I'm not too sure if we're going um, uh, to get Takeshita and Omega because they just kind of blew off that feud at Blood and Guts and then putting those two together kind of just brings it right back together again. And Blackpool Combat Club has moved on. I know the Callis family is separate now, but if for right now, it would just seem like they just got out of the ring together. I don't know if they're going to do it right away. You know, going into this all-in show, bro, the young bucks coming out of blood and guts, what the fuck are they doing at what this show? What are they show? doing? Where, they where, now- are they, where are they going? I mean, are, are we really going to head towards CM Punk here? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't do they, do they all of a sudden care about the tag division again now? I mean, what, what happens? I don't last know. I saw, last I saw on BTE... The Bucks are like on vacation or something. I think Matt went to Hawaii or some shit. So they're going to be uh, taking a little break, I'm guessing. Well, after blooding, I mean, it's cutting it close to all in. I mean, but after that blood and guts match, I think everybody deserved to be a vacation after that thing. No, no. Blackpool Combat Club's on TV, bro. That Working. is true. So. I don't know. But that's the Blackpool Combat Club, though. They, they want to they wanna go out there and work even after a hard day at the office. They don't care. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, uh, I- I'm intrigued by the Jericho Cala stuff, and uh, it is what it is, man. We'll see what happens, but that's my prediction there. We got a video of Hook without the FTW title, and he was sitting in front of a oncoming train, not really in front of the train, but sitting at the bench waiting for the train to come into the station, and then all of a sudden the train passed by, he disappeared, and then his name, Hook, right on the poster board. Loved it. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's Hook gonna do now? He's got Jack Perry to worry about. So he's, he's still he's still gonna deal with Jack. Yeah, and I mean I, I enjoy I enjoyed their match. I, I I really did. I mean putting that on a big stage, I think it'll be even better. Okay, all right. So, so speaking yeah. of Jack, we we got Tony introducing Jack Perry. He walked out in uh, this shirt that said "I beat Hook." It was a Hook shirt with uh, with "I beat" scribbled in in, in red scratch on the shirt. Uh, he had orange trunks, orange shorts, and the FTW title. So he's basically mocking Taz and Hook. Tony said that Perry brought a title home and then prompted the fans to boo. So Perry said that he beat Hook, 
And Perry said that Hook went home and took a train to nowhere. Perry said that he said he wasn't looking to win the FTW title. He was looking to win a title, but I didn't really want this title. And it was created in a two-bit company, and only he can make the FTW title valuable. Jack said that he could run circles around all the ECW guys back in the day. And all of a sudden, Jerry Lynn walks out, and he calls him Jungle. Jungle Boy. Jack Perry said Jungle Boy is dead. That Jungle Boy doesn't exist anymore. It's Jack Perry. He then said that Perry would get his ass kicked, did Jerry Lynn, if he kept talking like this. Perry said, who is going to kick my ass? You? Jerry Lynn pushed him, and he challenged him to a match. Perry declined. It's going to be on my time, and not tonight. Let's do this next week. Now, this is interesting because I know for a fact we're not going to get Jerry Lynn versus Jack Perry, bro. We're not going to get that. I mean, Jerry Lynn, he's not in any any ring shape to wrestle. And I think after what we saw from Sabu, I don't think Tony Khan should really be getting other ECW legends like Jerry Lynn involved when clearly they are past their fucking day. But if this leads to something where Jack Perry is going to get his ass beat and Hook is going to fucking call his father... And have his father call in a favor to some of his friends to come and fucking beat the shit out of Jack Perry. I mean, I might not be opposed to that, man. What if we get Tommy Dreamer? What if we get Bully Ray? What if we get Devon? You know, who's to say that we don't get some of the comparable ECW legends that are still doing their thing and can still walk on their own fucking two feet, you know, in Wembley to to give us some memorable shit with Jack Perry here, man. I, I know it's not really what he needs as far as his heel character is concerned because he needs to look strong, but I got a sense of after tonight, that's where this is going. It, okay, so it's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. <laughs> could that be the direction they're headed? I could I could I could see it. Um how would it come off and will it make Jack look stronger? I don't know. I, I I just don't know. Um, there is not too many of the younger fan of the fan base that either a know who or would pop for an old school ECW return. Now, I know there are plenty that there there are plenty that would, but not everyone. And like you said, how how much could they really go in the ring? Is it gonna make Jack look any better? If that's where they're going, this could be just something where, you know, Hook could come out and, you know, Jerry Lynn and Taz have a connection. And obviously Taz and Hook have a connection. This is, this is probably going to come full circle that way. But I'm just worried this, this is going to fall under the routine of an AEW where you win a title and then you just kind of fall off the cliff. Yeah. I don't know, man. So. I, I feel like... um I feel like with Tony Khan and his love for the old school, I feel like this is exactly where we're going with this. I could be wrong. Hopefully I am. But Jack Perry is going to need to be taught a lesson. It's great that a hook teaches him a lesson, but he just lost the championship to to Jungle Boy or Jack Perry. So what what are we doing? We're going we're gonna to have him win the championship and then have him lose the championship right back to him four weeks later? How is that going to build him up as a heel character? And we, we, we've complained that he needs to look strong and not, not as a pussy. So, yeah. I don't know. They Plus, may they, I, they may end up backing themselves into a corner here with this. I don't I don't know. Something that's, that's still like if it feels like it's gonna come to a hit at some point. 
is that with um, Jack Perry now being healed, what does this mean for Jack Perry and Luchasaurus and Christian Cage and that dynamic? Are they going to keep them apart? Are they going to end up back together in the same camp? Are they still going to be feuding if they get to? I mean, it, you see what I mean though about that? They, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They just not that long ago turned on him. Well, well I mean, with Luchasaurus in the TNT title, Darby won that uh, Royal Rampage, so he's getting a championship match. I don't know if it's at All In or if it's at All Out. Someone correct me on that. Uh, I know it's at one of the shows because they're a week apart. It may be at All Out in Chicago, so they may That's be saving that for for Chicago, but. We got one match. We got one match possibly announced for All Out, but we got no matches announced for All In. What the what the fuck we're are we doing here, man? Over up here. We're gonna Tarantino this build, bro. We're gonna start with All Out, and then we'll come back and then do All In. Christian Cage may be on Collision, bro. He's bought, he's a part of that soft brand split. Jungle Boy is on uh, Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe they separate oh, them. Keep them apart. There we go. Okay. I don't know. It's All Out. Don Zell says it's at All Out. So we got a match oh, for All go. Out booked instead of uh, being at All In. You know, Tarantino, this build, bro. Unbelievable. I don't know. Renee Paquette backstage with Britt Baker. Asked about her reaction to Taya Valkyrie's comments on Collision. Baker thanked Valkyrie and said she's excited for their first meeting, but will drag Taya to the deep end and remind everyone that the show here on Dynamite is the Britt Baker show. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Britt. I don't know. I don't know what Great happened match. out there, Brett. Listen, it was uh, not your best work, but I don't even I don't even fucking blame you, to be honest with you. Nah. At least we know you're still trying to recover from, you know, some serious pain. So we yeah. get it. And the, maybe the, maybe the chemistry with Taya just wasn't there. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest here in the ring. And I don't know. I don't know. Since she can't Taya was just not really my cup of tea. Taya was never really my cup of tea. No, at all. No. Even when she was on Impact, yeah, I I, I'm tr- I tried though, man. I really did. I just can't get in get into Tyre Valkyrie. Pack. He went one on one with Gravity. Yes, this is an actual wrestler's name, Gravity. If you guys don't know the inside uh, scoop here on why this match was made, and I don't know, it felt like AEW wanted to take the week off because they were fucking fun and games with the inside joke meaning of this match. When Pac was Neville in WWE on NXT and on the main roster, he was the man that Gravity forgot. So they booked him in a match against somebody with the name of Gravity, and Gravity clearly did not forget about Pac. So who is this guy? Who is he? I don't know. He spent half of the fucking match fixing his long hair that was flowing down his back. I don't know who the fuck he was. Did but he, he just he, repackaged he, Vikingo or something? He didn't look, he didn't look bad in there. I, I got to give him that. But most of this match happened in the commercial break. I mean, you want me to care about All In four weeks from now, but we got this fucking match taking up 10 minutes of our TV time. I have no problem with Pac on my TV, but holy shit, this is the best you got for Pac who just came back last week? Yeah, let me quit complaining because we haven't seen Pac in about 14 years. We're happy he's on TV, okay? Just... Do something better with him. I don't know, man. Who is this guy? Where is he from? Is he from NASA? The national? <laughs> Where this guy? I thought I missed something. I thought, well, shit. I didn't watch. Maybe Rampage. he's a, maybe he's he, a developer for that new game coming out for Xbox, Starfield. Maybe. Is he a DLC guy? Who is? I don't who is, know. Who is this Gravity guy? Maybe they pulled him off the street in Albany, man. Albany. Oh fuck, Albany. Maybe they pulled him off the street somewhere. 
down a dark alley. Hey, man, you want to make $500 tonight? Hey, put on this mask. And his tag team partner. Yeah, man, what's partner, my name? Gravity. His tag team partner, Inertia. Gravity apparently is Bandito's brother, says Johnny D. I didn't know Bandito had a brother. Bandito. Where's Bandito? Bandito, Vikingo, Commander, Gravity. I can't fucking tell the difference between any one of them. It's all the same shit. Jeez, none of them. Absolutely none of them them have a personality. None of them. And Vikingo is amazing, but but they're not Ray Phoenix. Nope. They're not Ray Phoenix. So what, what, what are we doing? I mean, we got we got this uh, this lucha connection going on here. I know Tony Khan loves his lucha, but Ray Phoenix is better than all of these guys. May, maybe maybe not Vikingo, and maybe he's just as good. But nonetheless, Ray Phoenix has, Ray Phoenix is not oozing charisma. And with that being said, he has more personality than all those guys put together. Now, I didn't see the Kenny Omega and Vikingo match from the AAA show that happened a couple weeks ago. It might have been a banger for all I know. Vikingo is very, very talented, but the in-ring psychology that uh, exists there is uh, zero. So, I mean, I could sit there and be, oh, my God, I've never seen that before. Oh, my God, that's amazing. But, I mean, you see one Vikingo match, you've seen how many fucking Vikingo matches? It's the same shit every fucking time. You know, I I like in-ring psychology. I don't want fucking half the match to be, you know, flips and dives and then selling and then right back to flips and dives. I mean, it's it's not really entertaining to me. So... We got this match. It happened mostly during the commercial break. Gravity acted like he was walking on the moon in there. You know, it was uh, it was one part of the match where he had Pack on the outside. He's walking on the moon all slow, and it's like, holy shit, man! I get it. Your name is Gravity, man. Please, <laughs> Pack. Uh, he tried to reintroduce himself to Gravity, and he was the man that Gravity forgot. Neville. What a ridiculous name that was. Do you remember, Jesse, that Vince wanted to put this guy in, like, a Mighty Mouse outfit with a cape and a fucking mask? Mighty Mouse, man. Absolutely. That's good shit, pal. He came out in a cape and... We're going to dress you as a cartoon character. Ain't that right, Bruce? You fucking break, man. (laughs) Ridiculous. Taz, all of a sudden, he briefly kind of just breaks into song. And starts singing Gravity by John Mayer on commentary. Oh, my God. Gravity uses his speeder, sends Pac to the floor, played mind games, and he ate a drop kick through the ropes by Pac. So the mind games didn't work there by Gravity, and he was in control. We go to picture in picture. We, we can't get to pay for that song? I hope to fuck not. He's going to pay for that song for Gravity? I hope not. <laughs> So we're back from commercial. We saw the Blackpool Combat Club watching from their locker room. Gravity fought out because they got a problem with Pac because he left him in blood and guts. That's why. Gravity fought out of the corner with a leaping crossbody, but Pac responded with a series of kicks. Both men went to the top. Pac connected with a beautiful avalanche brain buster. Got the rings of Saturn or the brutalizer on him, and that was it. Quick submission victory here by Pac, as it should be. And that was basically it. So I guess the man that gravity forgot, bro, is remembered. Remembered now. Yep. Moving on. I, I, I felt like I, I missed something because they just spoke to him like he's a regular guy. Oh, he's gonna face gravity. I'm like, did I miss something? I, I don't. I don't know what we're doing. This four. This is four weeks to go before fucking their biggest show ever. <laughs> I don't know. I really understand it. 
So uh, we go from this to Renee Paquette. Apparently, this was a pre-taped segment with Better Than You, Bay Bay. So we got a recap of Cole and MJF having an issue last week. This happened after the uh, Adam Cole situation where he was looking at the title and Max got upset. Renee asked them about their title match with FTR coming up on Saturday. MJF said that he liked them better, FTR, when they were minions to him in the pinnacle. MJF then attacked Cash and Dax for their appearance, and he made fun of their accents. He was speaking in this very hick-like tone. <laughs> My family in North Carolina. He was speaking in, uh, he was speaking in hick, was MJF. He said that he was going to hit them so hard that they would cough up CM Punk's jockstrap. Ooh. Well, they do kind of feel like they do kind of feel like the Usos to uh Roman. Does, does FTR to yeah. CM Punk. But we got we got MJF mentioning Punk after Punk mentioned MJF against Ricky Starks in that promo on Saturday. So we're getting a little uh, the little jabs every every now and then, bro. You know, you know it's uh, on the way. It's on the the menu. It's coming. It's coming. Cole said that he wanted gold when the tournament started, and he said that is now, you know, really still the thing, but it's now about their friendship. And he doesn't want MJF's title, but he's becoming one of MJF's best friends, or he thinks MJF is becoming one of his best friends. MJF said, no matter what happens, Cole, uh, I gave it some thought, and I'm going to give you a title shot no matter what. If we lose this match on Saturday, if we win this match on Saturday, I'm going to give you first crack at the championship again because you deserve it. All of a sudden, Roderick Strong ran in and pushed Max, shoving him around. Cole told Roddy, you know, back off. I love you like a brother. I'd do anything for you, but you're being crazy. Listen, I'm going to go talk to Max. I'll be right back with you. And Roddy wanted to get in on that, and MJF walked away. And with MJF, it's usually boundaries with Adam Cole. Adam Cole told Roderick Strong, Roddy, boundaries. So this was very interesting, man. We're starting to see Roddy get involved a little bit more. He's definitely going to play a part in this match on Saturday night. I absolutely feel it. It's the right outcome there. Do we get MJF to turn? Do we get MJF to turn and go back to what we know MJF is, a prick? Or do we get him staying in this role for a little bit longer and we get this match anyway with Adam Cole, and they're both kind of baby faces in this thing. I, I don't know where they want to go with that, but, you know, I was wanting to make this the big talking point for tonight, Jesse. I thought this was going to be a bigger part on the show with MJF and Adam Cole and them having a, a little bit more of a, of a stance going into Saturday night. Now, a lot of people think Tony Khan should call an audible with MJF and Adam Cole. Don't do the match yet. Keep the partnership going. It's the most popular thing on AEW television right now, being that we don't have the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club and Blood and Guts building. It's the most popular thing on TV. Now, we all know why Tony Khan put these two together. Now, I don't know if he knew if it was going to be as popular as it is, but we know why he put them together, because he wanted to build something that led into the pay-per-view that gave MJF and Adam Cole something to do with the championship match and their storyline. But I don't know if he realized how big this was going to get. Now he's stuck in a conundrum. Do you break it up, or do you keep it going? Because you got a match at the pay-per-view looming, and the only reason why Tony Khan put these two together was to get them in a match at all in, uh, at all in or all out or both of them. I don't know. But do we call an audible here? Do we keep it going or do we do we end it and just keep the fucking story going? Yeah. So I'm not sure if an audible can be done here, because at the end of the day, you have to break them up. 
Yeah. Now, the easy money is that um, MJF is going to turn on Adam Cole. But MJF turning on Adam Cole really, 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 really makes Adam Cole look really, really, really stupid. Because everyone on the planet can see that turn coming except for him. Yeah. So now I'm wondering if MJF actually never even turns on Adam Cole, say, like, in a match that Roddy does the only turn. So then Adam Cole thinks, well, well, it was Roddy that turned on me, so now I'm going to feud with Roddy. And then maybe MJF turns on Adam Cole later, like maybe at All Out. So so Roddy turns on Adam Cole at All In, and then, and then MJF follows suit a week later at All Out. That way it doesn't look like a, well, you didn't see this coming? We all did. You didn't prepare for this? You didn't prepare for an MJF turn when we all saw the shit coming. Maybe it doesn't come straightforward. So maybe he doesn't look so fucking stupid. But maybe it's just Roddy that turns on him right away. Is this a possibility? Let me let me bring this to the table. I don't know if this makes any sense logically, but the pinnacle has been mentioned, and it may just be me overthinking it and me just taking, you know, what's said there out of context. Pinnacle was mentioned. Obviously, we know MJF and FTR, they were in the pinnacle, but the pinnacle itself has been mentioned a couple of weeks now in a row. Do we see MJF align himself with FTR again? And do we see this leading to FTR and MJF getting back together to feed with Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and maybe returning Kyle O'Reilly? Do we get Undisputed Era versus somewhat of the pinnacle here and a realignment of MJF and Dax with Cash? That could be a possibility as well. Maybe this also has something to do with Adam Cole getting his band back together. I don't know. Well, what do we do with Punk? Punk and I know. FTR that's are the, attached that's, by the hip. I know. That's that's the only fucking aspect there that, that really kind of throws a wrench into that po- uh, possibility. I know. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. They, I they, mean, they, if, if they if they if MJF joins FTR, so they're kinda, healed kinda, now. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of throws CM Punk to the wayside. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. You know, but listen, man, Punk has got a Punk has got a lot of shit to be, you know, occupied with over there. He's got Jay White, he's got Samoa Joe, he's got Ricky Starks. I mean, I don't think we're doing the CM Punk thing right now immediately. You know, I do think that this is coming, but I feel like around January, February is when we start to see that heat up. So for now, who's to say MJF doesn't align with FTR and we get some sort of the undisputed era back together? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't believe so. I don't see I don't see MJF joining another faction again, at least until he drops that world title. I think as champion, he's just going to stay solo. That's why everybody's waiting for this imminent breakup with him and Adam Cole. It's just a matter of how we're going to get it. It's not a a matter of if or when, it's how. And I I think Strong is the definite answer to that how. But now how they play it into the MJF-Adam Cole friendship, that I'm not sure about. I can see because what what did, what did MJF say? Well, I'm gonna give you, you know, a rematch for the world title. You know, he's he said it out of you know out of friendship still, you know. And what if that was legit and he legitimately wanted to give him a shot? And then Roddy is the one that screws him over in it. And then MJF is just like, hey, I'll take it however I can. Yeah, you know. And then and and that's not really a turn. That's MJF being MJF. And then they stray. And they go over to Strong and Cole, 
and then maybe that leaves us Punk and MJF for All Out in Chicago then. Yeah, and then, I, strong in, and then strong and cold in Chicago. Yeah, I could see that. But but the, the, the big takeaway here is, you know, and, and it's very apparent that the possibility of MJF returning to how he usually is, and that is being a prick, is, is very likely. The, the one thing that AEW needs to avoid is making Adam Cole look like a complete fucking retard. Honestly, yeah. they, they, they need to make him, yes. you know, aware of what's going on because how everybody else can see it and then you don't see it. I mean... A lot of people yeah. are going to think negatively of you, and they're going to think that you're a fucking schmuck. We don't yes. need Adam Cole to look like a schmuck. So, you know, it, it, they got they got to play their cards right. It needs to be very, very carefully executed on Saturday night. Otherwise, Cole yeah. is going to look like an we'll, idiot we'll going into bad. this match. Yeah, more than likely, more than likely, what we'll get, we'll get MJF turning on Adam Cole. But at at the moment that he does his turn, the the the, the moment that he does whatever it is he's going to do to screw Adam Cole. Cole's going to be ready for it and Cole's going to catch it and be like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. I knew this was fucking coming. Yeah. But what he didn't see was strong. And then strong's going to come fuck him in the end. It's going to be very interesting on Saturday. Very much looking forward to that uh, on Saturday night at Collision. FTR did get a rebuttal here. They were asked about their matchup with MJF and Cole Cash said that everyone who loves MJF leaves him. He said that he respects Cole but he needs to learn what MJF is. Dax said that wrestling is real and that he needs to win a match against Cole and put respect on the tag team division and the name of tag team wrestling and not to let MJF spoil it. So, you know, basic cut by the numbers promo here by FTR. There really wasn't much new that they added to this. It's still going to be an intriguing match. There's going to be a big, big story, heavy story going into this thing. And uh, Saturday night is the destination for that. So good on that. Darby Allen, he went one-on-one with Swerve Strickland. This was easily the best match of the entire night here on AEW Dynamite. And I'm assuming these two guys are going to have something to do with each other going into the pay-per-view. They continue to put on great matches together. Swerve continues to put on great matches in general. Darby is great. He's out there with Nick Wayne. Uh, Remember those rules, Jesse, that needed approval by management. Uh, I think they had to go and uh, basically give uh, this entire fucking match and line sheet to Tony Khan to get this entire fucking match approved. Holy shit. Can we get these approved, TK? I got six apron spots, TK. Can I get this approved, please? Jesus. My God. Back and forth early. And we saw basically an identical ending here to the Royal Rampage on Friday with Allen on the apron this time. Swerve diving to the outside only to eat a code red as a result, which looked great. Allen then threw Strickland into the steps, repositioned them. Strickland reversed uh, an Irish whip, and Allen cleared the steps. He leaps over the steps, and then Strickland launched himself off the steps with a massive house call fucking back kick that he usually does. That looked great, sounded great too. Strickland was controlling through a commercial break. He was working over Allen's wrist. He was taunting Nick Wayne on the outside. Strickland connected with a roll-through, flatliner, big suplex. Both guys traded a series of roll-ups, which looked great. Strickland kicked out of the Last Supper, which he was shocked by. He even asked Prince Nana on the outside, was that a two? I kicked out of that. Nobody kicks out of the Last Supper. So back inside, we are actually, I'm sorry, I'm speeding ahead here. Uh, After the Last Supper, Strickland rolled to the apron, and Allen speared him through the ropes, landed right on his head on the outside. It looked fucking Disgusting. 
Now we're back inside. Strickland rolled out to the floor and this time caught a charging Darby with a knee lift in midair. Swerve hit a swerve stomp. Allen kicked out. Both guys go to the top. Allen managed an avalanche over-the-top stunner, which looked like it sucked for Darby, sending Strickland to the apron. Allen wanted a coffin drop on the apron, but Strickland pulled out the feet and hit an unbelievably disgusting-looking Death Valley driver off the second rope onto the ring apron, and somebody somehow approved that being done in this match. Uh, yeah, I guess the rules go out the window. Completely unnecessary. Ridiculous. I mean, why? In, in a fucking TV match that more than likely is going to be a setup for something bigger. You're doing that shit on TV? That I mean, was... these two guys don't need to do that. They don't. No. That, that move probably shortened Darby's career by six months. It wasn't even the finish. No. <laughs> that, was, that was so unnecessary. So, so the, ref, unnecessary. the referee was distracted by Nana and, and Nick Wayne. Allen was about to roll back into the ring after that spot. I don't know how. All of a sudden, we get a hooded individual shoving him into the ring post, throw him back into the ring. Strickland connected with the JML driver to get the one, two, three. And the masked man was A.R. Fox, who attacked Allen and Nick Wayne post-match, trying to, you know, get in with Allen's skateboard. And he did not uh, have a good time with the skateboard in there. Nana presented a Mogul Embassy shirt to A.R. Fox, and he is now the newest member of the Mogul Embassy. Why was he wearing a hood? The guy just turned early. I was expecting him at this point. I mean. <laughs> Why was he wearing a I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, uh, doesn't, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't hurt. I'm just wondering. Like, I, I mean, he's not surprising anyone. He just turned earlier. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, listen, good for AR Fox. He's got a, a role on television now, and, and he's in the mobile yeah. embassy, which is, you know, it is it is what it is. Swerve is is doing his thing. Brian Cage, great. Now, I don't know if they're going to add Big Bill. Apparently, they, they're teaming Brian Cage and Big Bill again up on Rampage, so I don't know if that's going to be a, a duo from now on. Uh, they got uh, Toa, what's his name? Tangle, uh, Toa Leona and uh, Khan. Yeah. So those guys are beasts. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing with them. They're not really a major factor on AEW television, but you know, it, 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 it just reeks of, like, you know, last minute, honestly. Yeah. They, need, they need a big name. Or a big name manager. Yeah. No one in that faction has name credibility to lead a faction. So it's 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 basically retribution. No one gives a shit about a crew full of nobodies. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. Coming over from Ring of, Ring of Honor, you were the six-man Ring of Honor tag team champions. I don't know if they still are. I, I don't watch Ring of Honor. It's basically AW Dark at this point. I don't but, I don't watch it. But but if you got a faction full of no one full of nobodies, no one's going to care about it. You bring in a big name to lead said faction, it gets a lot more credibility. The Dark Order was nothing until they brought in Brody Lee, then it became a big deal. All right? They they need a big name to, to, to get behind, to get them over, to do things with that people will care about. You get a group of nobodies, that means you just have a faction that nobody cares about. Uh, listen, Jason Caruso in the chat says, anyone else feel like Jerry Lynn ran the show tonight? TK had Fulham in Orlando tonight. Seemed like a complete throwaway show. Uh, it doesn't matter where TK is. TK could be in, in fucking Dubai or, or, or across the fucking globe. He would have he would have fucking uh, used telekinesis to write this show tonight. It doesn't matter where he is. He's basically Vince McMahon. So if Jerry Lynn ran the show. Jerry Lynn was basically Bruce Pritchard. He was his Bruce Pritchard. 
Jerry yeah, Lynn had nothing to do with the way this show was written and nothing to do with the show uh, being run that the way it was. It was laid out that way, which was uh, the, the show was actually timed and paced perfectly. I have no problem with that. It's just what we saw on the show was very middle of the road. But TK yeah, not being there really doesn't matter. This is 2023. TK can run this show from his living room at home every week. Yes. He does not have to be there. You know, but going back to AR Fox, I mean, you keep AR Fox off of TV. I don't know how long. I'm just guessing at this point. I mean, when was the last time we saw him? It was in a fucking tag team match with uh, somebody or a six-man tag team match. Maybe it was a month and a half ago, roughly. I, I you want to keep, you wanna keep him off TV? The- you put him in nothing to begin with. Then you want to keep him off TV for about a month and a half, two months, and then bring him back and put him in the Mogul Embassy and act like it's a big deal. It's not. I mean, he's a no. Like, listen, AR Fox may be one of the more talented aerial fucking offensive guys in the entire industry and somebody that has given back to a lot more than he's received. That's what I hear, okay? But that doesn't make him a somebody here. He's a nobody on AEW television. And the fans look at him as a nobody. He's just another name that does cool shit, and that's it. And you, you want to make a big deal out of this. It's not really a big deal. So if you're asking me to be excited about this, this is this is already forgotten by the time the stream is over. Who cares? Yeah, I, I didn't I don't I didn't know if AR Fox was on Rampage, if he was on Collision, if he was on any other shows. So I didn't know how you know out of out of the loop he was. I just thought he wasn't on Dynamite for a while. Maybe he was on a different show that I haven't watched. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We will see what happens. I'm, I'm assuming this is all going to lead to something either at All In or All Out or both shows. Renee Paquette was backstage with Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, Angela Parker, Anna Jay, and Tay Conti looking very pregnant. Chris Jericho walked up, told them to all come into his dressing room. The painting that Don Callis gave him was hung up in the locker room. Jericho said, don't look at the painting. Forget about the painting. So he asked Tay how the baby is. And she asks, what's going on with you, Chris? What's going on with the JAS? Uh, Parker was about to give back his comb to Jericho, but said, I don't want to. You know, this means a lot to me. I don't want to give it back, not yet. Anna Jay said Jericho's being selfish and said that, like Hager said, they can't give Jericho their 100%. Everyone but Menard left, who told Jericho to figure things out fast, and then he left himself. Anna Jay also did say, you asked us to appreciate you, yet you don't appreciate us. So a little, uh, you know, a little ooh there by Anna Jay, and she walked out after saying that. That was basically the mic drop of the segment. You know, she's right. You know, what's going to happen here is uh, is what was said here, Jess. You're going to kind of bleed into Jericho's thought process and say, you know what, I don't want to really be a part of the the Callis family. I got my family right here. Yeah, yeah, it's... It- I'm not sure what direction they're going in. I'm not sure if Jericho is going to go heel with Callis or the JAS is going to go babyface and Jericho is going to stay with them. But we just got done talking about factions of, you know, middling talent with no leader. With no Jericho, there's no JAS. I mean, they can rename themselves or whatever, but no one's going to give us complete shit about those group of wrestlers without Chris Jericho. So they're either disbanded or they're going to become babyface, and he sticks with them. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know what they do on their own. I mean, I'd love to see 2.0 go on their own. I think they're a viable tag team. Anna Jay doesn't really feel, uh, you know, like she could stand on her own two feet. I mean, it, it should be that she does, but she's not ready yet. Tay Conti's going to be out. You know, who else is the Sammy? Sammy's great. And, and Danny Garcia, I mean, he's finally found something with a dancing bit, but... You know, is he going to be a sports entertainer without the JAS? That was their whole shtick. 
I don't want to see yeah. him be a sports entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it. Who knows, dude? I mean, it's so Hager wasn't doing anything either way with or without Jericho. Um, 2.0 can still be a tag team. Um, Anna J needs to join her boyfriend. Yep. Um, Tay is going to be out for a while. And Danny Garcia will be fine. He can go on and do tag team stuff, or he, he should probably be in a tag team somewhere. He'll be fine. But I think that's going to be the end of JAS, though. We will see. Jericho's got a decision to make. I hope he makes the right one. I think the JAS should come to an end. I think he should absolutely join the Callus family, but what the fuck do I know? Also, Britt Baker has been announced for StarCast. Oh, okay. Baker, StarCast, uh, let's see, former DDT Pro, Iron Man, heavy metal weight, champion winner of the 2022 Women's Owen Hart Cup. She is a former AEW Women's Champion. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is coming to StarCast, courtesy of Primetime Appearances, All Out Weekend in Chicago. There you go. So if you guys are going to be at StarCast, you can see Britt Baker. Tell them uh, that uh, JD and Jesse say hello. There you go. There you go. Brett Baker and Ty Valkyrie, you know, uh, Jesse, there are uh, things that sometimes don't go the right way, man. Some people don't uh, gel. Sometimes uh, both competitors in there have four left feet. This was one of those times, brother. This was one of those times, man. They tried, they tried, they tried, but it was that botch on Ty's finish, man, that just sucked the energy out of this match. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. Can we fucking ring the bell after that, please? It, bro, it almost seemed like after Ty had delivered a finishing move and was botched, it, it almost felt like Britt didn't want to roll over, and it almost felt like Ty didn't know what to fucking do after that was executed, man. It was somebody just, it missed fell apart. The cue. Yeah, somebody, somebody missed, missed something. Cue. I don't know if Ty didn't give her a cue or Britt didn't know the cue. It was just, I, you can't blame that botch on someone. That just looks like a poor communication botch right there. Yeah. So Baker worked a headlock early on. Valkyrie used her size over Baker to gain control, running corner knees by Taya. Valkyrie fired off some stiff chops. Big lariat. Baker tried to uh, kind of get back into this thing, only to fall short during the road to Valhalla. Crowd booed because the spot was botched. The whole spot looked really, really bad. And I don't know what was supposed to happen there. I don't know if it was supposed to be a roll-through on Britt's uh, behalf or if Ty was actually supposed to hit it. It, it almost seemed like Britt was not supposed to take the move that early on in the match. I, I, I don't know what happened there. So um, regardless, Baker did not get up, and she rolled over, and Ty was throwing these lame-ass fucking punches as we go to commercial break. When we came back, crowd was booing. They were completely out of it after the botches. Valkyrie was trapped in a uh, in a, in, a, in the corner here, uh, and Baker was uh, giving her some knee strikes. Valkyrie was sent into the corner, stumbled out. Baker hit a ripcord strike, only for Valkyrie to kick out at one. You asked me, Jesse, why did Ty no sell that? I think Ty was kind of repaying uh, Britt back for the fucking fuck up of on on the road to Valhalla. She just seemingly, for no reason. That was a complete baby face no sell spot, and Ty is the heel in this situation. I'm not sure why she did that. She like, stumbled what? out of the corner, and Baker hit a ripcord clothesline, only for Ty Valkyrie to kick out at a one. It, that was I, I I don't understand it. I don't know, man. I don't understand. It's not like the no sell is a part of her normal routine and gimmick. She is the heel in this situation. She just got. Why does she no sell right there? I don't understand it, man. 
So we got a forearm battle. Both ladies traded kicks. And Valkyrie uh, was in Brit's grasp here. Baker wanted a Panama Sunrise, but Valkyrie counted into a Northern Lights. Uh, that even looked a little clunky. Baker got back in control, tried again, did get the Panama Sunrise on the second attempt. She got a two count. Baker took too long putting her glove on, and Valkyrie hit a spear. She wanted to roll to Valhalla again, but Baker spun into the lockjaw for the submission victory here. What this gets Britt, I have no idea, but she lost the Owen Cup and did not win it this year, so she's back on her winning track. Don't know where this leads, Jesse. Do we get Britt going? What is Britt? The, the biggest name in the women's division. What is Britt doing going into all-in? Does she wrestle Tony Storm for the women's championship? Does, I, do we get that? Do we get uh, Jamie Hader coming back? I hope. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, the last couple of weeks, the only thing we've seen in regards to women's wrestling has basically been Britt Baker, who's involved in nothing, Yeah, who is not one of the two current champions, and the matches that she did kind of really meant nothing. Like it's you've it actually would have been better off to have no women's wrestling on in the times that Britt Baker has been there just to fill a spot with women. I mean, it it you're not doing anything, you're just doing it because you feel obligated to. You have nothing for them, but you should, but if you have nothing for them, then just keep them off TV. I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm very disheartened with the women's division. It's like they they took one step forward and then four steps back here. Like the outcasts are just there. They don't even they're not even in anything important, bro. Ruby lost the fucking Owen. That that would have been tremendous for them to win. They have no direction. Like what what is their meaning? They have no meaning on television. Tony Storm's holding a championship for what? Like what is don't their know. what is their vision? Don't know. Tony Storm's doing nothing. Chris Statlander. I mean, we got Athena and Willow having fucking one of the best matches of the year for the ladies in the entire company on fucking Ring of Honor television. Where is that type of action on Dynamite and Collision? Nope. Don't get it. Why is Athena suffering and withering away on Ring of Honor watching, you know, that brand go downhill? Meanwhile, her talents should be on Dynamite and Collision. I I don't don't, don't, don't get it. She could be carrying this division right now on TV. That's a waste of a fucking talent. And Willow should be on TV too. Like, yep. what are we doing here? Then we got then we got uh, Sheeta and Nyla Rose happening on Rampage. They announced that, and both of them want the women's championship. I'm sorry, Sheeta's been out for how long? Nyla, <laughs> Ro- Nyla Rose wrestled. Didn't she just wrestle Chris Statlander? Yes. For the for the TBS title. Now you're throwing her into the 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 contention for the women's championship. Holy shit! I mean, who the fuck is in charge of the women's division there? There is nothing there. I don't give a fuck about Nyla Rose. I don't give a shit about Sheeta. She's been on TV for how long now? She was survived with the Outcasts, then she wasn't. Now she's back on TV with no mention of the Outcasts. I like Sheeta. Sheeta has Sheeta has. Um, I've come around to like Sheeta. I've always been a Nyla Rose fan from day one, and as it stands right now, yes, I agree. I don't give a shit about either one of them what they're doing. Tony Khan announced another tag team battle royal here. We got a royal rampage on Friday because we had the two rings. And now we got another battle royal on Friday's rampage. This time to find out who the number one contenders are. Who will wrestle MJF or Adam Cole or FTR coming out of Saturday? Bro, you know how many tag teams I saw in this thing that look like legit winners? One, the Hardys. That's it. Imagine the Hardy brothers, bro. 
getting a tag no. team title match in Wembley. No. Nope, not doing it. Nope. No, 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 no. The I don't winners even know, I don't, of this I don't even match, know if bro, are number trust. one contenders. I don't even know if TK trusts Jeff Hardy enough to put titles Can Jeff Hardy even get into London? No, yeah, no shit. Can he get out of the country? I don't know. I don't know. That's the point. Man, oh, man, what are we doing here, bro? What are we doing? I don't know, man. <sighs> it's, it's, Main event. Women's division needs severe help. They show need severe help. Where's Thunder Rosa? She's still hurt? I don't know. That woman cannot still be hurt. I, I don't know. She's I, I don't even want to speculate. She already hates us. <laughs> she already hates us. I can't. I can't. Nope. I can't nope. <laughs> She nope. already can't stand this, man. I gave her a fucking taco truck outside the beer garden. She hates us, man. Fuck, Told you man. to give me that taco truck. I know, I know. I should have known better. Jeez. Anyway, uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Lucha Brothers versus the Best Friends. Uh, listen, man, I, to, to be honest with you, just to fucking save time, I don't I don't care. No, none of yeah. this show I cared about, bro. What does this mean for anything moving forward? Who won the match? Let's get to the Super Chats. Let's sit and talk about Destiny for five minutes. We got the Lucha Brothers back on AEW television. You want something good? The Lucha Brothers are back on AEW television. They're not suffering on that fucking AEW dark rehash called That's Ring good. of Honor. They're back on AEW Dynamite. Great. We, we actually got a legit tag team back in the tag team division. That, that gets a up. Yeah, that's a good, that gets a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> we got three legit tag teams in here. We got best friends. We got the Lucha Brothers, and we got the Blackpool Combat Club. Let's begin there. Penta hit a pump handle slam. His pin attempt was broken up by the Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley and Claudio then took a member of the best friends each, applied strikes, then worked together. They were about to take out Trent. Orange Cassidy all of a sudden came out of nowhere because Moxley attacked Orange Cassidy at the beginning of the show. I don't think I even mentioned that because it was a fucking non-existent, like, what the fuck? So he comes back. He gets involved with John Moxley. I'll cut you right there. That was almost a breath of fresh air. Yes. I didn't I mind that role. We were going to be getting Orange Cassidy versus Moxley for that title. Yeah. Now we can talk some business. Yeah. I like it. So yes. Orange Cassidy was attacked in the beginning. He came out to get revenge on Moxley. They brawled. Claudio was slammed by Trent and tried to pin, but he, he or Claudio was not legal. Penta then hit the Fear Factor, pinned Trent. Lucha Brothers win. I don't know what they get. I think this was just made for the hell of it. And they win the match, and Dynamite goes off the air. Are they the number one contenders? Are they getting a shot at the tag team titles? Or are we getting uh are we getting what? A tag team division revitalized here? Like I don't I don't know. I mean the main event was absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. Like, I love like listen, the best friends are a, a decent tag team. I'm not the biggest best friends guys, but uh the Lucha Brothers, Blackpool Combat Club, I mean, I love all four of those guys. But where are we going here? The main event meant absolutely nothing. And like every triple threat match in AEW, especially when you got six guys in there, it's all over the fucking place. I mean, what do you want me to say? A filler main event on a filler show. This was a rough show. This was one of the worst dynamites of the entire year. I'm sorry. And it followed the best. That's weird, man. The worst dynamite, one of the worst dynamites of the entire year after coming out of one of the best dynamites they've ever done. Yeah. That's, that's, my God, man. Maybe everybody took a vacation, bro. I I don't know. Blood and guts was a lot. It was. That was a lot. And not only that, 
like you said, coming up in the next month, it could be the most important pay-per-view in company history. Yeah. So maybe they took a week off and then they're going to hit it hard. Like I said, the Bucks are on vacation somewhere. Everybody's recouping and they're going to get ready to go all in on it. No, no pun intended because they have two major pay-per-views, including the biggest show in what wrestling history. Well, right now it's nearing it. Listen, if they continue on the path that they're going, it may be the most attended wrestling show in the history of the sport. Yes. So we, we're heading that way. So maybe they maybe they're getting ready for the for the, for the full steam ahead. Let's see I how it goes so. next week. I hope so. We'll see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna get into the super chats, but uh I'm gonna take a little bit of a break here. I'm gonna throw it to my sponsor tonight, DraftKings. DraftKings, the official sponsor of the podcast. Make sure you guys use my code JD from NY. Bet $5 and get $150 back in bonus bets. We'll be right back with the Super Chats. And then we'll get out of here for the AW Dynamite Post right here on OTS. The rematch is on this weekend in Salt Lake City with a shot at the championship on the line. Today's video is sponsored by DraftKings and all new customers who use my promo code JD from NY. If you guys bet $5 on this weekend's rematch, you're going to receive $150 back in bonus bets instantly. That's right, guys. New customers who bet just $5 on any of this weekend's fights. You're going to receive $150 in bonus bets instantly. You guys can stay in the action and use that $150 in bonus bets on DraftKings Same Fight Parlays for a shot at an even bigger payout. You can combine multiple bets together from the same fight, including number of rounds and method of victory. DraftKings is also the only place where you can bet same fight parlays. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, do not worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy. DraftKings is offering huge UFC contests this weekend with massive cash prizes up for grabs. Guys, if there's any time to take advantage of this from DraftKings, it is this weekend. Make sure you guys download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code JD from NY. Put $5 down on bets and you're going to get $150 back in bonus bets instantly. Once again, promo code JD from NY. Bet $5, get $150 back in bonus bets. And as always, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I want to thank you guys for uh, checking out DraftKings, the official sponsor right here on O. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Jesse's going to be covering Impact tomorrow on his YouTube channel. He's going to be attending a Impact show live and in person. Did you get uh, Did you get uh, media or uh, or uh, any type of uh, hookup there, bro? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the um, the EP of media relations when I get there on Friday. I'll know. There you on go. Friday. Jesse making big moves over at Impact. He may be Mr. Impact soon. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. It's a niche. Hit that thumbs up, guys. I see 557 likes on the stream. That is absolutely unacceptable. We need, uh, listen, I know 1,000 may be uh, a little bit too much of a reach for you guys because everybody's being fucking stingy. Look, it's not our fault the show was bad. Come on, guys. I mean, did we not entertain you? I mean, let's get at least 800 tonight. 800. Oh. 
I brought out Clucky. What the fuck, man? Clucky's here. I mean, come on now. Clucky should get a thumbs up at least. What are we doing here? Let's go. Get those super chats in. Flash call memberships are also there. Get them on in if you guys want to become a member right here on OTS. And like I said, DraftKings, go check them out. Who do we got here? Sinister Classic with a 10 months. Thank you, brother. Jack Perry is like Strowman out here trying to remember his lines. Hope everyone is doing well in the venue. Take it easy and too sweet me. OTS for life. I don't think Jack Perry is that bad, bro. I thought he looked good tonight. Broad Strowman. <laughs> no, we don't need uh, we don't need Strowman, man. Even though Strowman, I'll give Strowman credit. I thought Strowman actually made a decent comeback in WWE. He was used pretty decently in his second stint. And, and, then, he, and, and then he got hurt. He's the only return that came back and actually meant anything. Yeah. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Darby versus Mogul Embassy still going strong. Yes. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Two things, JD. Jesse, your favorite underrated Hell in a Cell match and Dynamite was 5 out of 10. Favorite underrated Hell in a Cell match, bro? You know what Hell in a Cell match doesn't get enough love, man? The tag team match with the Usos in the New Day. That was a great Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, you want to know why? Because they've had too many fucking matches, man. It makes you, kind of, it makes you just kind of forget about that one. Yeah. Um, I actually think, I think Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker is actually underrated. I think the work that The Undertaker and Foley did at King of the Ring... And then the way that they kept upping the ante over the years in Hell in a Cell, I think it kind of made the spots that The Undertaker and Sean did look just just pale in comparison. But at yeah. the time, they were innovative, man. And that shit was, you know, they had never been done before. So I, I think the original one is kind of underrated. A lot of people, a lot of people take the original one over the Undertaker Mankind one at King of the Ring. Oh, it should not be. No, the, the shock factor and 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 everything they did and they planned out for that match. No, yeah. it was a it was a better match at King of Ring for sure. James Williams Jr. with a new membership. Thank you, James. What the fuck are you drinking tonight, brother? The Dud with a two dollars super chat. Rest in peace to Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, man, that sucks. Fifty? What was he? Fifty six years old, man. Way like too 54 young. Fifty four. Like that. way yeah. too young, bro. Way too young. That sucks. Not my genre of music. But I know she's an icon and, and yep. extremely talented, man. So rest in peace. Dr. Evil Genius with a 999. JD starting off the show with The Posture. Show on tap tonight. I mean, fucking Christ, bro. If I am uh, slouching tonight or leaning over and not having good posture, you're going to add another extra 10 reps to my set when I see you next. We don't need that happening, bro. My guy, Big Hodge, in the chat talking about screwball peanut butter whiskey, man. Listen, Hodge, we, we gotta we gotta get together, man. We gotta drink old smoky peanut butter whiskey, man. Less sweet and better body on the whiskey. I'm thinking I, I'm thinking I'm switching over, man. Screwball could be good for mixed drinks, but I think if you want to drink it straight, I think all old smoky Tennessee whiskey peanut butter whiskeys where it's at. I've had the, it's it's much sweeter though. What? Than, screw, than screwball. You think so? I thought it was less sweet. I thought it, it came off as sweeter to me. Hmm. Um, What did Sinead O'Connor pass from? I have no idea. She just passed today, man. I don't think we got the autopsy results back yet. But 
she she had just recently complained about headaches over the last few days. I saw a report that said. <laughs> so we'll know soon enough in the next week or two. The dud with a $2 super chat. Why can't Collision have good ratings? Because it's on Saturday night. On Saturday night, man. If you are sitting at home watching pro wrestling on a Saturday night, you are definitely in the minority. Okay. Yeah. Most people are out doing things. Yeah, summer. It's the middle of July. It is uh, Saturday night. And then when AEW has college football to deal with, and then NFL, and then the baseball playoffs to start in October, man, you are looking at a fucking show that is going to be looked at as a failure because people don't understand what's going on. UFC, it's crazy, man. Also, shout out to and get well soon to Bronny James. Yep. Bronny James is up. Uh, I, I just saw an updated report that he is uh, he's been out of ICU that's good but 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 everything everything is green everything is good to go they're just trying to find out what caused it right now so El Mase with a $10 super jack collision should be on a Wednesday and dynamite should be on a Saturday punk should not be getting so little views also can't wait for Jay Cargill versus Maria Shafir and in one in a one hour Iron Man match it all in <laughs> no shit <laughs> Bro, I, I may end up selling my tickets if that's the case. Probably catch me at the fucking yeah, yeah. catch me at the pub with the rest of the re, rest of the Englishmen. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Angel Alaga with the new membership. Angel also with a one hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Angel, for returning to us in grand fashion. The Gary Sphere with a ten dollars super chat. Going to Dynamite on August 9th. Hope for some build for all in. Worried it's going to be. Hey, get everyone on the card, pay-per-view, have fun at Impact, Jesse. I almost bought tickets, too, when I seen them at Dollar Tree. And <laughs> hey, what? Oh, Impact. Oh, I thought he, I thought he was talking about AEW. Still. Yeah. No, I ain't laughing you on, man. I'm kind of excited. I want to go see what it's what, what Listen, man, if you're going to be front row, why not? It should be a good show. It should be cool, man. Eric Aviles with an eight months. JD and Jesse, the IWC Tag Team Champions, hitting everybody with the double clothesline. Can I get a, what the fuck are you drinking, Eric? Thank you, brother, for eight months. Emerald Lord with 16 months. He says OTS for life. Thank you, man. Angel again with the 100. Thank you, brother. Beyond the script with a 999 to the best tag team in the IWC. Love y'all. MJF. I love my wife. I love my daughter. Yeah, he said it in his hick voice. I love my wife. I love my daughter. Yeah, that's getting old. Yeah. That's I mean, but really it's a, but it's a, but it's MJF. What the fuck do you expect? No, that no, that the FTR promo. I'm a family man. Oh, I got okay. a daughter. Oh, I got a daughter. And I got a dude. I love T wrestling. I love my wife. I love right. my tractor trailer and my farm, my sheep, and my pigs. That's to me a fucking break, man. No, I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> I, 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 get, I, I get this is probably an unpopular opinion because I see how over that they are, but I'm just not a fan of babyface FTR. I'm not. I'm not, man. I want the oh, I want man. the heel dicks FTR back, man. I, I'm not a fan of babyface FTR. <laughs> if I gotta hear about how his fucking door fucking oh, like, dude, nah, this dude treats his promos in his promos he treats wrestling like a clock in nine to five job, which is just not an exciting gimmick, man. 
I want to see you kick ass. No flips. No, you know, you know, just kicks, just fists, just. Ugh, I don't I like the baby love face shit. you. I don't like it, man. It sucks. You're a, you're an out of shape uncle. That's what your gimmick is. Be a fucking heel, and you don't give a shit what people think because you're gonna whoop their asses. That's the fucking FTR that I like. Oh man, beyond the script. Thank you, brother. Uh, Dom Wapo with a four nine nine. I seriously think Keith Lee should turn heel and join Swerve in the embassy because he is dead as a babyface. Unless you might have a point, man. It's too busy teaming with fucking Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Scott for the five dollar super chat and eighty thousand. Seer pay-per-view should be for blood and guts. Long away to rematches, tournament finals, underdog title wins. Not matches with three weak builds. I don't know, man. I don't know. I agree with you. Francis Lube with a five-dollar super chat. After death before dishonor, all in needs ROH representation. If a women's champion is going to be at all in, it should be Athena. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Athena should be in AEW, period. You know, I know we kind of want that, but now that we think about it and say it out loud, they bring Athena to Dynamite. What are they going to do with her? She'd be where Chris Atlander is right now. Yeah, exactly. You know what? So, I mean, no, fuck it. Leave her where she is. I mean, what are you going to do with her right now? You can bring in one individual, and one individual is not going to change the course of the women's division right now. If Mercedes popped up on Dynamite tonight, she'd be walking into a goddamn shit show. Like, like, what are you going to do with her? How about we book Athena versus Chris Statlander at All In? Nah. Can't do that. <laughs> nah. That might oh. be good. That'll nah, be too good, man. That'll take away from the men on the show. Give me a fucking break. Uh, Drizzy Drew with a 499. Whoever is guiding TK on Collision needs to be on Dynamite as well. This show is missing some direction these past couple of weeks outside Blood and Guts. Well, you ain't wrong. Yeah. Jim Cornette with a 499. This is not the real Jim Cornette, by the way. Uh, just started a new job driving for Amazon. Not going to lie. It sucks. It's the real Jim Cornette. <laughs> but listening to the podcast gets me through my day. Also, when's a new vlog? I don't do vlogs, bro, but do I may vlogs. do I may do something in London, man. We'll see. Got this fucking fancy camera. I'm looking at another camera. I got to hit up my guy Hodge to see if uh, he gives me the okay on it. I don't know. We'll see. See, I got Hodge. Hodge is, I got Hodge over here to my west in Arizona. Yeah. I got you over here to my east in yeah. New York. Yeah. Why don't you two come here? And then let's do a goddamn show together. I don't know. I don't think Hodge really cares to fly out to uh, watch a pro wrestling show, bro. He's got better no. things to do. No, no, no. Critiques and connoisseurs. We could do that. I mean, I don't know how many episodes it'll be. It may be one long episode. Bro, you come out and film like three or four of them. Bring some changes of clothes. Put them in the can. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Listen, man. See? Critiques and connoisseurs, man. That was my uh that was my gym. But uh you know, go. it's a lot of work, bro. There we it's go. A lot man. of work. Paul Troy with a ten dollar super chat. JD, I just drove the dark horse. I know someone who test drives cars for Ford. That car is a beast, and I love how the dash and the radio screen is all one screen. Bro, I don't know when I'm getting mine, man. It may be uh it may be January for all I know. 
Ugh, it's not even sucks. built yet, bro. But hey, listen, it gives me time to save some money. There you go. And Iso Panda with a new membership. What the fuck are you drinking, Iso Panda? Thank you so much for becoming a VIP right here on OTS. Uh, he also says in the chat, Jay, they've been putting on for the IWC for years. I'm just happy people finally see this man's passion. I don't know. I don't know how many people give a fuck about my passion, bro, but you guys care about my passion. That's all that matters. Everybody else is blind and fucking stupid. Anyway, um, we're getting out of here, man. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I may hit the bed, man. I haven't gotten a good night's sleep all week. Light blade. Let's go. No, man. No fucking light blade. You couldn't oh, pay, pay me to fucking do that strike, man. Oh, man, I got to get it done. I know. Well, LFG, man. You will you get lucky, man. Sometimes you get uh, lucky. You hit a jackpot on LFG. These guys are assholes. Sometimes they can be. Even worse than me. I cannot deal with a worse asshole than me. That, that's too much. Man. Well, I mean... Uh, that's too much. All right, well. Figure it out, man. Oh. I, I hate that fucking strike. Ugh. I do. It's awful. But uh, you guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, man. Hit me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Follow Jesse on Twitter as well, or X now, whatever the fuck it's called. Thanks, Elon. Uh, at Shy Town <laughs> Smart on X. Go check out all the other videos on the channel. Make sure you guys get ready for Friday stream. We'll be live for SmackDown. And thank you for the Super Chats. Go check out uh, my guys over at DraftKings as well. DraftKings, download the app. Code JD from NY. $5. Bet $5. Get $150 back in bonus bets. Until Friday, guys, thank you so very much for a great stream. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Show the podcast some love on iTunes and Spotify as well. And I will see you back live right here on OTS Friday night for SmackDown. Just to feel something